0: Um, What's kept me going? I think the best answer to that is two part. One is my dad um, said to me after my accident, how far can you go? The more that I did, the more that I felt that I was. In actual fact, it probably went a long way beyond that.
1: Welcome to Connecting the Resilient. This is your host, Andrew Mangan. Little history, I suffered a spinal cord injury in December 2016. I started Connecting the Resilient to share stories of people who've gone through the experience of spinal cord injuries, but also from doctors, researchers, therapists, and more who share their information and their ideas and what they've learned from being in the spinal cord injury community. For more information, please visit our website at www.connectingtheresilient.com. hey guys andrew here really excited to share with you today my conversation with john mclean john is an australian athlete who was injured back in 1988 and has done some incredible things since then he was the first wheelchair athlete to compete in the hawaiian Ironman triathlon, as well as the first wheelchair athlete to swim across the English Channel. He has been to a number of Olympic Games, and recently he completed a triathlon as a completely able-bodied person, and it's really, really just an incredible story. John is the author of three books as well, Sucking the Marrow Out of Life, Full Circle, and his most recent book, How Far Can You Go?, which is being produced into a movie as well if you'd like to learn more about John you can visit his website at www.johnmaclean that's dot a u. without further ado my conversation with John McLean can you tell me a little bit about kind of your history um, i mean i've read up, i've read up a lot about your many many accomplishments but Could you talk about like your initial, um, kind of like injury and uh, initial inpatient
0: rehab? Sure, so, um, riding a bicycle hit by a truck. uh, But, end result was uh, incomplete T12. So, could use my left side, not my right. Um, So that was a transitioning piece around uh, you know, what I could or couldn't do at that time, which is uh, before you were born. And um, so fast forward time, the paralysis is still in place. That hasn't, that hasn't changed. Um, I know, you probably know basic anatomy and physiology. So can't lift the foot up or down on the right side, Plantar a dorsiflexion, no abduction, taking weight, uh, little to no guilt, both sides. Um, so the wheelchair was my life for a long time. Um, I, could all, I could always hobble around on crutches, hobble taking weight on left leg, bending right knee. Um, so, which is in the house, uh, in the car, in the gym, always in and around. So that was um, that's my um, condition. And then, fast forward many years, uh, I went through a different form of therapy. You may have seen that. Um, to get access to what I always had access to, but kind of didn't wasn't aware. Um, and the bubble that I was in, the language that I would use w- was, um, you know, my name's X and I'm I'm a Wucha athlete. That's kind of what I do. Yeah. And then when I met this guy it was changing the language to explore that maybe I could do more. So you probably saw me, you know, doing that stuff. And then that then opened up the door to, you know, what what else is possible in this space? um fortunate enough to get access to some leg brace technology out of the initially out of the military in the u.s Um, so today where am i at i don't use a leg brace on my left side i do on my right that's where with the paralysis Um, that keeps the uh the it's to my thigh um there's a basic hinge joint goes down to underneath my foot right angles and that enables me to uh, walk as best I can with existing um, analysis and the difference between with and without it's significant. Uh, and therefore, you know, is it possible for me to walk again? Yes. Or bet as best I can yeah. current state. Um, riding a bike? Yes. Same. Not as. Um, so I guess for me, it, it's. My dream was to go back and finish what I started, which was what I was training for, um, and you know to cross the line with my wife and my son was the dream, and it came true. So um, where are we today? today, still use the wheelchair for when I when I get uh, fatigued, which is you know depending on how much travel I do, um, but also have the luxury, very fortunate that I can get out of the wheelchair um, to do other things as well. So yeah, that give you. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, and so could you talk about kind of when was it? Um, I know you shortly after. What, what year was it? Uh, you're injured. Was it 95?
0: Uh, IDI, so 30 oh, years.
1: Okay. Um, so I, I know you completed the uh, Hawaii Triathlon a couple times. Um, and, I mean, the, one of the times you did quite well and so when was it kind of after your injury that you um like decided that that was something you were going
0: to do yeah so for me it's it's been a um a a whole sequence of events one thing led to another thing and i I dreamed about being an athlete when i was a kid um, and i managed to uh, be an athlete for a period before my accident and therefore i was always open to um seeing what's in and around i wanted to do the triathlon as i did as a Wuch athlete in 94 the, the triathlon I was 24. um then here i am watching television at home watching wild world of sports which i think is your abc yeah or in the us i know you're in germany at the moment and there was a Wuch athlete participating but he didn't finish so um that then opened up uh a level of excitement for me that maybe i could be the first in the world to do that so i raced that particular gentleman. Um, in 95, May of 95, and I, I beat him. So I lined up as the only wheelchair athlete in 90, 95, in, in October, um, and I missed the bike cutoff, but was asked to go on, which I did. Um, next year, I missed the bike cutoff again, but quite a small margin, again, go on. And the next year, went back, um, 97, they allowed three wheelchair athletes to participate who all had to qualify, and I finally got it right. So. And Man has embraced uh, uh, which athletes, there's categories for both men and women. So that's how that got started. And then a friend of mine had swum the English Channel. He um, wasn't a friend at the time, was just a, a gentleman I met at the local pool. And I you know, obviously congratulated him because it's such a, a big achievement. Yeah. And he said, if I can do it, you can do it. And here I am now being sponsored by, you know, Nike and Gatorade and just just started to flow into one after the other. Um, and I was always looking for something new and exciting to do because, you know, I, I like the idea of change. Yeah. Um, and fast forward 30 years, here we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, and so you just kind of picked the English Channel and started training. How long were you training before you uh, tackled that?
0: Yeah, so the, the, the back story was, um, you know, as a professional footballer, um, I absolutely saw myself as being equal to others. Uh, when I had my accident, the language that was used both in Australia and the US is um, different, whether it's handicapped or disabled. And I really struggled with with that as, yeah. um, as language. So part of my drive to go and do the Ironman and Zoom the channel was to do stuff that no one else had ever done, uh, wheelchair or otherwise. So it was, you know, it's nice to be the first in the world to have done that. But um, for me to see myself as being equal to others, Irrespective of colour of skin or ability to um, to run or not, I have a foundation for kids in woodchairs which inspires these kids to see themselves as being equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't use language that uh, that implies that one is less than. To diss someone is to not not to encourage. It's the opposite. So I, I never swam, swimming was, running was my thing, but um, the, the guy said to me, if I can do it, you can do it. And I yeah. thought, okay, what do you need to do? And well, you speak to people that have been there, done that. You, you gain insight, you apply effort, you get a coach, you build a team and you try. So my second attempt, my first attempt uh, for the English Channel, uh, after nine hours, I was pulled out of the water because the conditions were very rough and no one got across that particular day. I was very fortunate that the captain of the boat gave me a second opportunity 13 days later. our conditions were kinder and managed to get across. Um, and then that led into, you know, Paralympic sport and yeah. it just kept on going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then you started, you picked up rowing um, and then you did quite well with that as well.
0: Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, if you're looking at storytelling, um, you have to you have to base it around a start, a start, middle, and finish, right? Yeah. So the start of that, uh, I received the phone call two thousand and seven to be introduced to the sport, which I, you know, I wasn't unaware of being included for the Paralympic Games. Um, fast forward time uh, two thousand eight, uh, we got beat by less than a second to China. So um, yeah, that's that, yeah. I mean, I, I I was going for gold. I wasn't going for silver. Um, but uh, that, that was a pretty good turnaround. And then, um, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of lucky because I was going for London, which was after Beijing, as 2012. And that's when I got the opportunity to hear about this other guy, Ken Ware doing his therapy. And I trialed that unexpectedly thinking it might help us shop, not, nothing more. And then you can see that change of direction there, right? So yeah. I was no longer wanting to chase the sport as a wheelchair, I was trying to say, can I get back on my feet, and can I finish what I started, and what would that look like? And
1: and so you finished. Um, um, I don't know if I have this correctly. So you finished after that. You finished um, triathlon on
0: your feet. Yeah. So uh, Beijing Road for the Paralympics was uh, 2012. I was going for 2000. Uh, so 2008. I was going for the London Games 2012. Um, I got introduced to Ken and therefore the focus was, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to walk again, not trying to get a medal. Yeah. Um, So I'm glad that I I was introduced to Ken. Um, My life, our life as a family is very different. Um, So I'm very grateful for that opportunity or introduction and the technology plays a big part as well. So for me, there's there's lots of people that have uh, contributed um, you would know from an athlete background that, you know, often you you fall over, but you've got to keep on getting up to, uh, work out not to fall over the same way the next time. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, absolutely. So John, tell me what, what would you say? Um,
1: and I know it's a broad question. Um, but what would you say throughout the past 30 years in your many, uh, many accomplishments um i'm sure you've as you said fallen over what what would you say is the biggest thing that kept you going
0: well i I dreamed about being an athlete as a kid so the the, when i was living that life and i did for a long time i was literally living the dream so you know i was sponsored by you know nike and doing commercials for nike and gatorade and all that kind of stuff so i was i was very happy in that space um so you know, everything has its has its time, and I, I, um, I guess I started to uh, do all the things that I wanted to do. And the next phase for me was to wanting to get married and then start a family. Yeah. Um, and then when I was introduced to this uh, new therapy, that was a big shift, not just for me but for the family as well. Because it, you know, it's not you just go in there and you know, wheeling and you come out running. Yeah. Just so there's there's pain and effort and sacrifice and you know, all of those things that go along with that, as you would get as an athlete as well. So, and there's no guarantees with that stuff. The, it, there isn't. So, um, what's kept me going, I think the best answer to that is two part. One is my dad um, said to me after my accident, how far can you go? Which is the title of the book. And yeah. if you're interested in that, I think that's available on Amazon. I just wanted to be seen as equal. So the more that I did, the more that I felt that I was. In actual fact, it probably went a long way beyond that. But that was also good to uh, have a platform, to have a voice for kids who didn't necessarily or couldn't do that stuff. So my view is that you don't have to do that to be seen as equal. But for the foundation, for example, it's about changing that language and saying to the kids, like, whatever your dreams are, um, you know, we're here to support that. So you can see it's twofold. I wanted to see how far I could go and hopefully there's more on that front as well. I don't know if there's not, I'm grateful, but if there is, I'd like to have a look at it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, giving back is, is really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so can you talk a little bit about, um, about your book, how far can you go? Um, I was, um, glad you brought that up. Uh, when did you, um, when did you decide that you wanted to kind of take your experiences and, uh, put them down and then, kind of what what's been the result
0: Yep, good, good question um so there's a couple of ways to answer that the first one was so there's three books not just one but i'm not again not promoting them, but just sharing the sequence i was very lucky to um get invited to meet with uh, publishers back in uh, 2004 2004 so i was in a really rare position um that i was interviewing them because i had spoken at a book conference and there were publishers in the room and generally you know you write a book and you hope to get it published that's the normal way but i was fortunate that um it was the opposite for me so um the company that i went with um it was a really nice fit and fast forward time i married um the lady who was the head of uh, sales and marketing so that's that's a good story in that regard um, and so, you know, I've got a book published and got married and you know, found a wife along the way, which is a bonus. Um, so the first book was called, um, sucking the marrow out of life, sucking the marrow out of life. And that came from, uh, being inspired watching the Poet Society. I'm not sure you ever heard of that. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe Robin Williams was in there and when I, when I watched it, it was really are poignant for me to see that and then to be inspired to to keep on going to do the Ironman because there are a lot of reasons Not to put your body through that again, but that movie inspired me to do it The second book was is titled "Our uh, full circle because at that stage uh, my life had come full circle um, And the third book is uh, How far can you go? Yeah. And that's what my dad said to me after my accident. So it was a nice uh, Testament for us as a family that as a connection back to dad uh, how did that come about i uh, was in new york at the time uh, met with a publisher I, I kind of said my intent was to go back and do the triathlon as a um, using my legs and they therefore uh, assigned a writer to to put that together uh, his name is mark tab and so he came out and we spent a lot of time together and uh, i think um i think he did a really good job so that's how those books came together yeah um and at the moment we're in the process of putting uh, signed the movie deal. So, um, you know, I mentioned that for two reasons. One, that I would like for that to come to life. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that's something in the works as well.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and I mean, uh, I wanted to mention because you, you talked about rowing and um, like for me and for my family, <laughs> rowing has been a big part of our family. And so um, uh, like a little, a little under a year we were able because there's eight of us in our family, so we were able to row um, as a family in the head of the Charles, which was kind of a big first um, milestone for me. Um, but I'm interested to hear about the uh, foundation you started. When did you kind of first put uh, pen to paper and start that, and then kind of where has that come?
0: So, um, before Swimming the English Channel in 1998, uh, Nike, one of the sponsors gave me a check for 20,000. Uh, to put to a good cause, um, and I thought if I started a foundation then um, that money hopefully over time would grow. Um, so initially it was a state-based uh, organisation yeah. just in New South Wales, which is where uh, we live. And 2002 I did a hand cycle ride, hand bike from mm-hmm. down the east coast of Australia, launched the foundation nationally, and today we've raised uh, four million. So it helps kids who right around the country. Uh, it's means tested. So meaning that, you know, we, you've got to support the kids who need the support. If yeah. their parents are generating uh, a decent income, then therefore they're in a position to provide. Um, so the foundation's a big part of my life and we've done, we've done a lot of, um, great work with the kids that we've been supporting and, um, that's how it got started and that's where it's at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, for talking. I really appreciate it. I think what you've done is, is super inspiring, um, for me and for many other people. Um, I'll let you know if I, i let you know when I, when I finally get down, get down to, uh, doing that triathlon. Um,
0: yeah, some of the distances. What, what, what uh, so what
1: I'm not, so, I mean, obviously, um, uh, Long term, I'd love to do an Ironman. My brothers, are, my, uh, my whole family are big triathletes um, and specifically my two older brothers. Um, but for now I'm thinking, I'm hoping potentially um, next s- summer there's one right near my house that uh, they usually all do and I used to do. Um, so it'd probably be either the sprint um, or the Olympic distance, kind of depending where I'm at. Um, and so for me right now, I think I could like I swim, swim two, three times a week. Um, and with a wetsuit on, I'm totally totally capable of swimming really far. My biggest problem is my legs sink, um, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, and then yes, are you up to
0: <laughs> in the swim?
1: Uh, yeah, you are. Um, so that'd be good for buoyancy to bring your, your legs up. Yeah, exactly. So, and then biking, I can bike. Um, I can definitely bike far enough. Um, if my feet are clipped in, my hardest part with biking is keeping my feet on the pedals. So I'm like a road bike when they're clipped in. It's all. Um,
0: are you able to move your ankles in and out?
1: Um, you mean like side to side or like up and keep down? It
0: clipping and keep up with uh, the cycling yeah. you know, yeah. pedals?
1: Yeah, yeah. the left one is harder, which is a problem sometimes. But the right one works. Um, so yeah. most of the time, I'm able to get out. Um, And so, yeah, right now, the biggest thing I've been working on running um, still a long way from being able to run it completely. But it's it's gotten a lot better. Um, So hopefully this year I can kind of work on that. And ideally, I'd be able to run in some aspect of running the the whole distance. But thanks so much again for uh, for taking the time to talk with me. Really appreciate it.
0: Perfect. Perfect. I look forward to meeting you sometime.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: See ya. Thanks, Andrew. See you later. Bye,
1: mate. that was john mclean i really hope you enjoyed the podcast as much as i did in producing it again if you'd like to learn more you can visit his website at www.johnmclean that's m-a-c-l-e-a-n dot or you can check out his foundation john mclean foundation if you enjoyed the podcast be sure to check out our website at www.connectingtheresilient.com and like and subscribe to the podcast we also have a monthly newsletter that we send out with updates about the podcast so if you want to stay up to date be sure to subscribe to that on the website thanks again and i'll see you next month